Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Hey, Jason, did you know that Budget Blinds of Lee Summit is the home for signature series shades? All hail those robot shade overlords. You know, if you are ready to make your home a smart home, this is the place to go. And Jason, why don't you give us a couple of reasons why this is a good idea? Well, first of all, you get like a cool app and you can like fiddle with it from your phone. But honestly, in, a, in the bigger and more important things, it, you can well, program it get better than being able to do stuff from your phone. Well, look, as, as, a, as a guy who likes tech toys, that's all I really need. But, but for like real reasons that you can sell to say the wise and the people who already would make your home a smart home if you weren't in it like my wife and other people um, that you can program your shades to go up or down to give you security uh, so that they can be down at times when you want them down and you don't have to remember that. And they can give you some additional energy efficiency by helping keep your home warm or cool, depending on what you desire. So efficiency and safety, two big reasons why you would want signature series shades. I'm going to throw in one more reasons. Go for it. OCR friends at budget blinds. When you go in there, tell our good buddy, Courtney Stoddard, tell her happy birthday. Today, actually, today we're recording, yesterday is her birthday. So happy birthday to Courtney Stoddard. Go on down and see our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit right in the heart of Lee Summit in downtown. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Jason, today's episode is also brought to us by Feed Lee Summit. Feed Lee Summit is sponsored by the Sunrise Rotary Club. This is the second annual event that benefits Lee Summit Social Services, One Good Meal, Meals on Wheels, and Cold Water of Lee Summit. They've got a big, big goal this year. It is, it is very, very ambitious, but I think this community can come together and get that and help them raise and I want you to say it with me. You could even do the Dr. Evil Pinky, $100,000. And that's a big needed $100,000, folks. This goes to help those four agencies help feed people in our community who need it, who need a little help. So this year, it's a virtual event. It's going to be November seventh or November 12th at 7 p.m. Head to feedls.org to register and get all of the details and help all these, all these agencies keep our community as great as it is. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is now super duper excited for the 2022 election cycle. Woo! It's Nick Parker. By the way, that's no. 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 God, please, no. I, I mean, let's be clear. It's probably already started, even though we haven't finished with the 2020 cycle yet. But yeah, awful. It's, it's over, folks. For now. Wait, no, it's not. All right. Yeah, no. Publisher of Linkedly Summit, which is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor is 2020. It remains undefeated, baby. If it, look, if, if if this year were a boxer, this this is this is the early version of Mike Tyson, right? 
Well, it's like, no, it's worse than that because it's not even we're getting knocked out early. It's like we keep getting up just barely and getting like beat up some more and knocked back down. So, right. I but mean, I feel like even if, even if 2020 loses at some point, it's just going to come right. back and bite my ear off. I'm going to, I'm going to refer to us in a little bit here. And this isn't even the politics talk. I'm just talking about like we're going to come to a story, a little news tidbit later in the show that I'm just going to say again is just another sign that 2020 is just the worst of the available years. <laughs> I'm going to flip so things. I'm going to start things backwards, Jason. Okay. I want to start today. We're just going to let's, – let's roll through real quick because, look, everybody's talking about the election. It's the, yesterday was, there was an election. election day. There's lots of talk. And, hey, look, we still don't know the final results of the big races, but there hasn't been much talk about some of the things happening locally, and we like to focus on what's local. So let's just take a couple minutes, Jason, and let's roll through some things that that, you know, mattered here in our backyard i think i think the biggest thing of note jason is this at the state level in our area all the incumbents won yeah this is i'm going to say this for to be clear it's not easy to beat an incumbent as a whole um the easiest time to beat an incumbent is in their first race right and so uh but it still doesn't necessarily easy so representative carrie ingle won her re-election bid um fairly handily actually as it turns out in the race and and that was one that you always watch those first uh those first term representatives when they run again uh when they flipped a seat and they run that next time to see if it gets flipped back and it didn't um another incumbent one in district 30 which represents the northern part of lee summit uh john patterson won his race and i don't know do we count I, I think we count Rick Raber as an incumbent here. He has literally the same last name as the previous seat holder, he, he being the widower of uh, now deceased representative. We say incumbent-ish. Yeah, incumbent-ish. But I don't know, flip things, two things. One, have the same last name. I mean, heck, most of his big campaign signs were just his wife's signs pasted over with his first name. <laughs> so Which, I think we're going to By the way, this, it's a campaign strategy I've never seen before. I had never seen it either, but I mean, it saves saves money. Uh, a a relatively close race uh, in for that seat, but he uh, he did emerge victorious. That one was Jason separated by three hundred forty five votes. So when we talk about on this show about here locally, this is your best chance to affect change to make a difference. Look, that's a sign right there that right. local votes matter every i mean vote it, makes it was difference. it was no four vote lopez uh victory in says in the city council race uh, a couple years ago but 345 in a twenty thousand person 20 plus thousand person election is is a pretty close margin and and just goes to show you that if you can uh, uh you can motivate people you can win these local races and you can have an impact on them uh, just to just to roll through some other things, Jason, there were some questions on the ballot for Jackson County, as well as a few things, uh, statewide ballot issues. Let's talk about the, the Jackson County stuff first. Let's start with question one. We talked about this a little bit earlier. It passed about 51%. And, and this means, Jason, that likely we will be able to call 911 from our cell phones. I mean, we can already call 911 from cell phones. It means is likely we're going to have to pay for it. Well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I miss your cell phone bills going up by a dollar, everybody. That's now what we're it basically means for the 911 service. Um, question two was a little bit different. That was, do we want to take down the Andrew Jackson statues outside of the county courthouses? 
And the answer was uh, in the whole of Jackson County, pretty resoundingly no. no. So that one uh, came down uh, there. And then I think we the last ones we wanted to cover were the, uh, the two uh, statewide ballot initiatives. Uh, Amendment 1, which had to do with uh, adding term limits to the Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State, and Attorney General. That failed um, in a close race. Uh, and then Amendment 3, which was the legislature's version of campaign finance reform to replace the campaign finance reform bill that was done by ballot initiative in 2018, also passed. Uh, an even narrower margin statewide, uh, but like a 51-49 split. I'm going to give one piece of analysis, and then we're going to move on. I think what this tells us is, Jason, people do want some reform to the way elections are, are handled, to the way um, money is donated, but I think it also goes to show that people are really confused about, right. how, that, about how that works because oh. one measure passed by a huge margin in 2018 and then a very narrow kind of change to that happened again well, and let's be clear it was and the change is almost i mean exclusively in the go back go back in the other direction from the initial change and so i yes i but it was sold i will say this it was sold to the public by the legislature and the ballot language as a another campaign finance reform measure which i guess in some you know depending on how broadly you want to describe reform was that so there was some confusion i think in there and, and that's probably why the margin was so much closer this time than it was two years ago but the net effect is we are we are where we were and the missouri legislature got what it wanted there we go and that is a quick look at at some of the yesterday's election issues that 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 resonated here and, and um, let's all let's all just take a moment and go Okay, we're done talking about the election for a minute. I want to talk about a couple other things. There's, there's two more things I want to talk about, and these are, these are really more in our wheelhouse. These are some hyper-local things. Both of them concern our Lee Summit R7 school district. Here, comes, here comes the 2020 news, by the way. I just want to put that out there. First, let's say this. If you're a student in the R7 school district and you are back in person, or even if you're an online academy, and now that we are into November and we're looking at that stretch into, into winter, there, there is one thing that every kid is looking forward to, Jason. Snow days. But wait. But 20, wait. 2020 has arrived <laughs> to take your snow days away, people. In, in a shift from the, le the, the legislature made some changes last year so that school districts could, if they chose to, Instead of having a snow day, they can switch to online virtual learning for up to five snow days so that they don't have to make those days up at the end of the school year, thus lengthening the academic year. Lee Summit R7 made the announcement last week that it was going to take that option. And so, kids, no more snow days. Well, at, at, at least for the first five times it snows. Right, I'm, I'm sorry. I I'm just saying this out loud. I want a lot of snow so that we get those out of the way and kids can have some actual snow days. That's what I am. Look, you know, I, I don't want to be like, I'm sure that district administration all the way up through and including Superintendent Buck have good reasons for this. But boo, boo to you people. Give the kids some snow days. They got nothing else this whole stinking year and you're taking away snow days. That is the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> look, look, all I know, 
there's there when that news came out, I think there were a lot of tears being shed throughout the city. I mean, seriously, people, come on. That's just terrible. I, I would say, you know, and this has, and I want to say this, and I'm going off brand here, very clearly off brand. This has no basis in like educational welfare, the well-being of children, the process of our education system, the quality of what we're getting out of R7, any of that. I just say boo. I just say boo. Let the kids go build a snowman. There we go. Hey, uh, other news from the school district, Jason. This was kind of cool. Uh, you know, we had the previous election. We had a huge bond issue that, again, overwhelmingly passed. But part of that was to build a fourth middle school. Well, in the past week, they have come to an agreement and they are ready to start development and construction of a fourth middle school. This is going to go on the east side of the city, just west of Bailey and Ranson Road out in East Lee Summit. Jason will now have four middle schools. I, for one, yeah, for one, I think this is an, I mean, I think it was pretty, pretty baked in that this was the general area of the city that they were. the, The land was purchased years ago. Right. And, and it has been sitting as farmland uh, for quite some time. Um, and so what, they, what we've seen is at the city and at the R7 level is that the city and R7 have come to agreements on the road improvements necessary to handle what will be an increase in traffic uh, for the, that. Because obviously, when you build a school, there are going to be buses and cars and people and all that stuff happening a couple of times a day, 185 days a year or whatever. And, and that's a thing. So there's going to be some road improvements, some sewer improvements so that the stormwater and the other things go in the right directions. And, and then, you know, and some, probably some intersection improvements there at Bailey and Ranson at a minimum and probably Bailey and Hamlin as well. I think what we're seeing here is, is, is a lot of the, the items that were on the list for that bond issue are, are they're, they're starting to tick them off pretty quickly. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we had groundbreaking. They, they were ready Mason, to go. Out at Mason Elementary, there were, there were a lot of uh, improvements done over the, over the summer um, at, at, at the high school levels. So we're seeing some of, those, some of those things really, really, really get going. But here's what it really means, Jason. For people like me and you who like to, we, we watch what happens in the city. We like to report on it and talk about it. What this means starting the fourth middle school is we're going to see some excitement again <sighs> real soon because they're going to have to redraw the lines of who goes where. And that's always entertaining. It is, it is a, well, as a person who does not have any children in these schools and will not be affected by it, I'm fine. I watch from afar with great, great interest and in all that. I will say this, the other thing, though. I would say one of the things people express a lot of dissatisfaction about elections and, and how they impact their lives, right? It's often very difficult, especially at the higher levels. It's often very difficult to see how these decisions, that you, the votes that you take, right, the things you say yes or no to or people you vote for or against has an impact on your day-to-day existence. So one of the things I think the R7 school district has done well and why they keep getting, probably in large part, why they keep being approved for bond renewals and all these no-tax increase bonds and what have you as they're going along is that they, they, you get stuff, right? I mean, like, we were promised this bond issue, large as it was, we were promised a middle school. Well, guess what we're getting, right? We're going to get a middle school. That's stuff. Um, and people may gross about where it is or, how the district lines will be redrawn. And, you know, I'm sorry in advance, um, but that's going to happen to a bunch of you. Uh, and, and there's going to be a lot of heartbreak about probably how the, 
the middle schools are now going to have to get split to be sent to the and various. And how they'll feed the three, the four the middle various, schools will feed the three high schools. Yeah, that's going to be quite a thing. Um, and I, I feel bad for having to have that conversation, but there we are. Um, anyway, um, those are those are big things that are that are going on. But I'm going to say this is like this is a, an election. We were talking a little bit about this earlier before we we logged on. Is that you know one of the things we always want to see out of these elections is stuff like are we getting the things we were promised? Well, here we're you know they were ready to go you know months after the bond issue to break ground on Mason Elementary and start that process. A desperately needed set of improvements, but tangible, easy things. And so that's one of the things that the school board, I think, and the school district is doing well is delivering on things that they can say, hey, look, you prom- we promised you X, we're giving you X. Well, and, and that's at, at, at the heart of the election process, right? Which is, which is holding accountable for things that were promised in a campaign. So I'm going to say this to all you people who are just elected or reelected, man, give the people some stuff. They'll be happy with it. <laughs> Follow through with those promises of stuff i think maybe that's that's a real campaign thing stuff yeah give people stuff like (laughs) seriously just give people stuff promise them some stuff give them that stuff and you're done well that's gonna wrap us up for this week jason there's not a lot else going on around town we're gonna be back on friday a conversation with One Good Meals' Roberta MacArthur. That is going to be the last of the the four interviews we'd had leading up to the Feedly Summit event where we were talking to those four uh, beneficiaries, One Good Meal, Meals on Wheels, Lee Summit Social Services, and Cold Water of Lee Summit. And then, Jason, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk to the people running that Feedly Summit event on, on next Wednesday. So that'll be fun to talk about that and preview Thursday's big virtual charity event to, to you know what? To raise some money and help some people in our community that need it. And that's Absolutely. always a good thing. Give those people some stuff. That'll do it for this episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. We'll talk to everybody next time. <laughs>